Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back, everybody, to Rams Up, your favorite L.A. Rams podcast. You can also follow us on YouTube. Got some great video content. Our YouTube handle is at L.A. Rams Up. You can follow us on Instagram as well. I'm your host, Mark. Let's get to it. Welcome back, Ram fans. We've got a special episode for you here today. Tom Quartz is going to join us and dispel a lot of our fears about the Rams' salary cap situation. He's going to explain how the Rams can get underneath the cap and actually create quite a bit of space as they move into this free agency period that's coming up, maybe retain some of these unrestricted free agents of their own that I have been so worried about. So glad Tom joined us. Made me feel a lot better about the Rams' situation this year and next. Now, beyond that, we may be in some trouble, but I encourage all Ram fans to listen into that segment. Tom tries to explain it all when it comes to the Rams' salary cap situation and how Les Need is going to work his magic over the next several weeks. One bit of news from the Rams' coaching front. Former Jets offensive line coach John Benton will be interviewing with the Rams. He, of course, worked with New Rams offensive coordinator Mike LaFleur. We'll see how that works out. And they've also hired ex-Patriots tight end coach Nick Cayley as their new tight ends coach. This is a guy that interviewed for offensive coordinator jobs with the Pats, Jets, and Texans, but opted to come on board with the Rams. So Sean McVay snags a up-and-coming young coach for his staff. Rams still have some holes to fill on that coaching staff. What else we got? We're going to get through some senior bowl notes up front here. A lot of players making their mark, players that could be available to the Rams later on in the draft. Number one is Jake Hayner, the quarterback from Fresno State. He was named the MVP for that national team. Most of the quarterbacks did not really shine, but Hayner looked really good, making up for lost time. He dealt with some injuries in college. He played very well. 
stand-up pocket passer that Sean McVay would probably love. Now, I don't know if he's an NFL-caliber quarterback, but a lot of people didn't think Brock Purdy was last year. So could the Rams steal this guy late in the draft? He'll probably be there. Rams aren't drafting a quarterback early. They may go late to try to improve that quarterback room, that backup quarterback situation, if they can't afford to bring on someone like Sam Darnold or Baker Mayfield. Two offensive linemen, Cody Mock, the toothless and ruthless offensive guard from North Dakota State. Every year, this time of year, there's some corn-chomping offensive lineman from one of these smaller schools that loves to show his belly and maul defensive linemen. This year, it's Cody Mock. If the Rams choose to go offensive line in that second, possibly third round, not sure if Mock will last that long. He's a guy the Rams should consider. Another offensive lineman everybody's talking about, John Michael Schmitz, the center out of Minnesota, had a great week of practice. I don't think the Rams are going to go that way that early in the draft. They would have to grab him in the second round, I think, and I don't think that's going to happen. But if they chose to, Schmitz would be a great selection. A guy that really jumped off the screen, Tajay Spears, the running back out of Tulane, Reports are he was the best running back in practices. Five foot, nine and a half inches, 204 pounds. And if that name sounds familiar, go back to that cotton ball against USC. 17 rushes for 205 yards and four TDs. This guy is fun to watch. Watch the tape of that cotton ball game. He is powerful. He's a good receiver. He's got great vision. He gets skinny through holes, lightning fast. Remains to be seen if he can take the pounding at the NFL level. I think he can, though. Not sure what round he's pegged for, but if the Rams are looking to improve that running back room a little bit later in the draft, I'd love to have Spears on this team. Keon White, the edge rusher out of Georgia Tech. The Rams are going to take an edge rusher at some point. White improved his stock for sure. Daniel Jeremiah had him as his top-rated senior bowl player. Reported that he improved every day. That's a guy the Rams will be looking at. There's a bunch of edge rushers in this draft I like. It's just a matter of do you want to go second round, do you want to go third round, and who's available when it's their turn to select. Now, a lot of people talking about the Rams drafting a wide receiver doesn't make a lot of sense to me, but a guy that really improved his stock is Michael Wilson, the wide receiver out of Stanford. He's a bigger wide receiver. Questions were, can he get vertical? And he proved he can. He had a big game. Rams aren't taking wide receiver early, but again, mid to late rounds. If Wilson is there, he would be an option. Wilson could go undrafted, but this senior bull performance may have changed that. A guy I really liked is Payne Durham, the tight end out of Purdue. He had a really good game. Now, I've said over and over again, There are a lot of really talented tight ends in this group. You could see five, six, seven guys go in the first two or three rounds. You could see three go in the first round. Durham isn't one of them anyone has been talking about. So would the Rams potentially lean towards Durham later in the draft and forego tight end early? Or did Durham improve his stock so much that the Rams would have to grab him in the third round? Not sure, but there are going to be good tight ends available in the fourth and fifth round. It's going to be a tough decision the Rams have to make. As we talk about in our upcoming segment with Tom Quartz, 
The Rams could very well be moving on from Tyler Higbee, which is why I think they're going to draft a tight end for sure with one of those early picks. We're going to be getting into the NFL draft really heavy pretty soon. Hopefully you've been following our mock drafts on the YouTube channel as well. And we're going to review someone else's mock draft on our Thursday drop. We already have that ready to go. See how it marries up with the mock drafts we've been doing. Lots of good stuff in the coming weeks. Enough of that. Let's get to our salary cap discussion with Tom Quartz. Are you ready for the biggest Sunday in sports? DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 57, has all the Super Bowl action you need. New customers can bet just $5 and get 200 in bonus bets instantly. Plus, all customers can get in on the Super Bowl 57 excitement with DraftKings Happy Hour Super Boosts. Check the DraftKings Sportsbook app every day between 3 and 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time to see what prop bet will be boosted. I don't know about you guys, but I'm rolling with the Eagles, and it's not going to be close. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code TPPN. New customers can bet $5 on Super Bowl 57 and get 200 in bonus bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code TPPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Hey everybody, Mark from Rams Up here. We have uh, our regular guest back, Tom Quartz, our Central Valley Rams fan. How you doing, Tom? How's it going Sunday morning there? Hey, great to be back. Thanks so much. Yeah, great to be back. Thanks, Mark. Yeah, so the reason I had Tom back on is I wanted to talk strictly salary cap, the salary cap challenges the Rams are facing, and Tom has a really good handle on that stuff. And before we get into it, I'll just go through some of the challenges the Rams are facing here. They're about $15 million over the cap. Uh, in, in my opinion, they probably need to knock off about $20 million because that uh, their current situation doesn't account for rookies they need to sign, draft picks, and any free agents they want to go after. So would you agree, Tom? Do you think they need to, to whittle that down at least $20 million? Is that a good number? Yeah, I mean, I think probably more. I mean, you're talking about 20 million only gets you to 5 million, you know, in space. Um, that's not going to be enough to even sign all the free agents. So, I mean, if you want to, if you're saying to get at least 20 million in, in um, under the cap, then uh, potentially that would be the minimum. I think they're going to want to go after a, um, you know, a big free agent, in my opinion. And uh, so I think, but there, there's the good news is, as we'll get into here, there's plenty structures to get uh, well under the cap. Okay. So what you're talking about is they need to knock off about 35 million. At least 35 to get 20, yeah, to get 20 under. Um, and then, but I think potentially even more than that, uh, if they're really going to go all in this year and, and try and get some, some help. Let me go through the top nine largest cap hits on their roster. Currently Cooper cup, 27.8. These were all million dollars. Aaron Donald, 26, Jalen Ramsey, 25.2, Leonard Floyd, 22, Matthew, Matthew Stafford, 20, Allen Robinson, 18. Starting to wonder if that was a bad decision. Joseph Noteboom, 15.5 million. Again, maybe a bad contract. Bobby Wagner, 12.7, 
and Rob Havenstein, 9.7. So one thing I wanted to talk about before we talk about restructuring, let's talk a little bit about trades. I see uh, a lot of crazy stuff on the internet. Someone proposes a trade on some random website. I saw one the other day, uh, Jalen Ramsey to the Colts for Jonathan Taylor, and there have been other ones. Uh, so talk a little bit about that. What is the advantage of trading someone like Jalen Ramsey? Is it even a possibility? And um, is that a a real uh, possible avenue for the Rams to make a trade of one of their high-priced players? Yeah, so the way that uh, the, it affects the cap when there's trades is that uh, the uh, the Rams are still on the hook for any bonus money that they've uh, prorated bonus money that they've paid to the player. So in this case, if the Rams uh, there's you know traded post six one, uh, they would still owe Ramsey the prorated bonus of of eight point two million. But the base salary is obviously then they wouldn't have to pay him the base salary. The new team would pick up the base salary. So one of the uh, it's interesting that you bring this up because it's one of the strat it's one of the elements that's involved in the in the Rams team build strategy. Um, when you trade high round uh, you know first round picks say for Jalen Ramsey or Matthew Stafford, um, in both of those cases, both of those players had been paid substantial bonus money that was prorated, and all the rooms had to do was pay their was pay their salaries. The salaries go down as those prorated bonuses go up. So uh, that is one of the benefits of, of trading for stars like that. Um, in this case, it, when you trade them away, it typically uh, is you're on the losing end of that. So, uh, yeah, we'd essentially be on the hook for whatever we had paid Ramsey in um, in bonuses, which, again, this year would be eight point two. And then there's more next year and next year and next year. So uh, you're I guess you're in agreement with me. The trade talk. Uh, in in most of these cases this year, given the Rams' salary cap situation, they're not going to happen, right? I mean, it could. They could if they get enough for Ramsey, they could save again. They could save a seventeen million salary million dollar salary. The question is, who are they going to put back there along with him? Right, right. right. Another another rookie, or you know, or are we going to have uh, you know? <laughs> uh, uh, you know, a bunch of a bunch of second year players back there, or whatever. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't think it's going to happen. But you know, if they can get enough for him, they probably will do it. But I don't know that they will. Uh, so, yeah. But the real, the real, you're not going to put it this way. You're not solving cap problems with trades. You're solving them. Right. With rest- you're pr- primarily solving them with restructures. Right. And, and that's what I was gonna. That's what I was leading into here. I mean, the trade talk is fun talk, but. I just don't think it's realistic. So let's talk about restructuring. Get into that a little bit. I I, I did read an article today that said uh, the obvious target for restructuring is Aaron Donald. Do you see it that way, or is it Aaron Donald? Anyone else? What, what are the Rams' major targets as far as restructuring to help us save this cap hit? So let's talk about what restructuring is, just uh, for the listeners that, um, you know, just a, a simple uh, kind of briefer on that is that you're just taking money that the player is uh, either owed in salary um, or a bonuses, non prorated bonuses like roster bonuses that they get on an annual basis, et cetera. And you're just taking that money that the player does expect to get down the line in future years. And you're taking that money and, paying it 
up front in a guaranteed bonus. And then um, you actually have to turn that cash over to the player. So teams that like a Kroenke and the Rams that have a lot of cash do this more often than teams that maybe don't have a lot of cash. Um, and so, because they literally have to write these checks and then they can uh, prorate or amortize those bonuses, uh, those guaranteed upfront bonuses over the course of the player's contract. So you're taking uh, money that it would be say like with, um, you know, say Cooper cup right now, right? He's owed $15 million in base salary. You could restructure, say up 13 and a half of that. A player has to make a minimum salary, right? I think Cooper cups at minimum salary this year would be like 1.3 million. So you could, you could uh, restructure all of that. Um, uh, most of that salary. And then uh, as a bonus and then pay that, that, you know, say 13 and a half million out over the next four years or something like that. And um, reduce your cap hit this year from uh, in this case, say 15 million, to probably like three or four million dollars or something like that for this year and then but obviously that money's pushed out into other years as well and the same thing with his non-prorated uh bonus of five million so um, we can go through these and i can kind of talk you through them but to answer your question so aaron donald has the most uh cap space available at about 20 million cooper cup is next at about 14 million and then ramsey floyd Robinson and Noteboom are all around $10 million of uh, cap savings through restructures. And then Bobby Wagner's at about seven and a half million dollars. Um, and then uh, uh, Havenstein is, and, uh, and Higby are both around $4 million of potential. So adds up to, you know, somewhere around $80 million um, dollars of potential restructure uh, cap savings. Uh, and, which would be, you know, pretty substantial. Now the Rams don't have to do obviously everybody. And even when you do say you did Aaron Donald, you could restructure his salary and non-prorated bonuses. Instead of for 20 million, you could do it for 10 million. And then you, so you can do any portion of any of the, uh, any of the players salaries. And the other thing I wanted to mention, Mark, is that the Rams in their contracts tend to put in language that says they can automatically restructure somebody's contract. Um, and it doesn't cost the player any money. It actually makes them a little bit of money because they get the money up front instead of waiting and it becomes guaranteed. Uh, although most of these guys, you know, money is guaranteed regardless, but sometimes it it's not guaranteed and it becomes guaranteed. But the, uh, but uh, what uh, agents will oftentimes say, ah, you know what? We want an increase of a, a couple million dollars uh, sweetener to allow you to do this and kind of hold teams hostage and um, a little bit. And what the Rams do with their contracts is they put in a team option to restructure deals so they don't have to go to the agents and they can't be held hostage. And do you know, do they have that in place for all these guys? I don't know specifically on each of these contracts. Uh, on SpotTrack, they have a column, a restructuring column. Uh, and for most of the players, it's around $3 million. Now, I'm not sure what that column means, if it means that's a kick into the player if they choose to restructure. Uh, I'm not sure. I wasn't sure that. No. Yeah. On, on spot track, that's what means that they actually separated out. Unlike over the cap or where spot track, that's money that was already restructured oh, okay. in the past that, that, that hits the cap. That's what that is. That's how much they have already restructured. Correct. Okay. Gotcha. So maybe the Rams aren't in as bad a shape as a lot of people think. Well, they aren't. I mean, the, of course the, 
ramifications of restructuring are that you're pushing salary cap money that would hit this year into future years. So uh, if we were to, you know, like in 2024, for example, it's we're already uh, based, you know, based upon an estimation of what that cap number may be, you know, going up, say, another 15 million, we're already three million in the red for next year. Right. If so, if, if, if we went through this exercise, which maybe we can do, uh, that number is going to go up substantially and we might be prior to re-signing anyone or prior to signing or any new free agents or, or prior to signing, uh, any of our rookie new rookies, we may be over the cap, uh, you know, $30 million going into next year if we push stuff out this year. Yeah. And I think part of their strategy is also the expectation that the cap is going to rise as well. Yeah, it's going to rise every year. There was a little bit of a lull with the uh, with the COVID situation. It kind of took a, a little bit of a you know a flat line for a year, and then and now it's starting to go back up with the the new TV money. So one player I wanted to talk about, um, and you talked about him last year, and that's Tyler Higby. I went through most of these contracts, uh, trying to decipher which players' contracts they could get out from under with minimal pain. And Tyler Higby really jumped out, if I interpret it correctly, uh, a June 1st cut or trade would result in a $6 million cap savings for the Rams. Although, of course, they'd be without their all-time leading tight end receiver. (laughs) Why, as I've talked about on the pod several times, this draft is super deep in tight ends. So as much as I love Tyler Higby, would you... I know last year that you thought they might move on from him. I'm guessing you feel even stronger that that may be the case this year. Yeah, I do. Um, I feel like uh, I feel like they they may move on from him. They might be able to get something for him in a trade, uh, you know, some late round pick or something like that. Um, he doesn't, you know, he has a, a, a favorable contract, um, and uh, so. But I do feel like they they may move on from him and um, uh, go with Hopkins as the starter and then draft somebody uh, behind. Yeah, there there are a lot of really talented tight ends in this draft. I think there are as many as four or five that could go in the first round. Now, now I'm not saying all of them are going to go in the first round. I think the pecking order is uh, is debatable, but there are some really, really talented tight ends. And there is a guy uh, in the senior bowl out of Purdue that jumped off the screen as well. So there, there's plenty of guys to, that Rams could easily find their future starter in the draft next year. So a cut, yeah, just, just to drop through that, a cut, a cut, um, six, one cut would be 6.75 cap savings and a dead money hit of about uh, 2.4 million. So not terrible on the dead money side, a good, a nice cap savings. And, um, and then we could get, move into a lower cost, uh, you know, obviously Hopkins is on a rookie deal. So lower cost, um, you know, second string guy and save, you know, say, say around $7 million. Yeah, and it's really painful to talk about these guys in in that regard because I've always loved Tyler Higby, but at some point he's not going to be a Ram anymore, and that's just the way it is. Um, so you wanted to walk through an exercise of one of these guys. Uh, yeah. So let's well, do? yeah, let's try and get to um, let's just take Cooper Cup for example. Um, so if uh, so, his base salary is fifteen million. He already has seven point eight million prorated bonus, but he has five million dollars in non-prorated bonus. So you know, so we'll say about um, uh, we could 
they you, you could restructure of the $15 million in base salary. You could restructure up to 13.9 of it. So we'll do that and restructure his entire $5 million prorated bonus. So essentially we're going to restructure 19 of the $20 million. And, and now that that money gets prorated and now the uh, you get a $14 million um, uh, cap savings. Oh, so, wow. and yeah. So, um, yeah. So anyway, it's, uh, it's essentially what it does. So, um, yeah, that's an example of example of what, ha- what you can do. And you can go down the line and kind of do the same thing with all these other guys that I mentioned, Donald Ramsey Floyd, uh, not Stafford, which a lot of people think you can, but you can't, um, there's just no, no money there to restructure Robinson, no boom and Wagner and Havenstein. So, uh, we don't have to go through all of them, but, let me just uh, let me just point out. I I wanted to do, make the point. If we did them all, I'll just do them all instead of going through them one by one, and we'll see. We you, it, I think it kind of illuminates what. Uh, so we just restructured those guys. Um, nine guys. We didn't. We already. Uh, we didn't do Higby because we cut him, and um, <laughs> and so now the Rams have. We fully restructure those nine guys. And now the Rams have $60 million in cap space in 20 this year. Okay. But next year, remember we were at $3 million over the cap for next year. Now we're at $33 million over the cap for next year. So it might be prudent for them to pick and choose how much restructuring they do this year. Then it sounds like. Yeah. Um, They're going to pick and choose. They're not going to do everybody full bore for sure. Um, Just a matter of how much room they need. Now they don't have to do these all at once either. Right. I mean, they could basically say, okay, Hey, we're in it for this free agent. And then they can make a deal for a free agent and then do a restructure to, to free up that space and then sign the guy within a couple of days. So like this stuff, that's what, any, anytime you start to see restructures happen, expect a deal to be coming down the pike. They're not going to do restructures uh, just to open up a bunch of space and then not use it. They would right. never do that. Yeah, and they're I think gonna, I've seen that past years where yeah. they you hear that they're, hey, they're, they're bringing in uh, a player, and you're like, how can they? There's no cap room. And then a couple of days later, you hear about a restructure. Although they are going to have to get some restructuring done uh, the 15, 16 million, whatever it is by, is it March 14th? I think right by the start of the new league year. So they'll have to figure that out real quick. Yeah. They'll, they'll have to get under the cap at the beginning of the league year. Yes. Um, okay. So that makes me feel a little bit better about their, uh, you know, the cap situation. I think, you know, the positions that concern me the most, as far as, uh, you know, their own free agents are, the defensive line and cornerback. I'd hope they can bring back Troy Hill and Sean and or Greg. Uh, that would take a, relieve a lot of pressure off of their draft room come the NFL draft. And uh, so it makes me feel a little bit better about that. It's been, it's been a very enlightening discussion, Tom. Good. Well, is there yeah. anything you wanted to get into uh, in addition to what we've already talked about? No, I think there's plenty of time going down the, you know, going down as, as we go forward. But uh, yeah, just give the, I think the, the key thing with the, with these restructures is, is that at this point in time, when you're doing, when you start to do a lot of restructures to open up space, to sign a free agent or two, 
get under the cap, obviously, for, uh, you know, at, at, as you mentioned at the beginning of the league year in mid-March, and then obviously sign the rookies and so forth. Uh, all of those things are kicking the can down the road. And now we are starting to talk about a, a, uh, a kind of pushing our chips into the middle. That hasn't been the case in the past. Um, you know, we've all of those people, that's a big misnomer in the national media sports media where they say, Oh, the Rams went all in and now they're, now they're, you know, screwed there. It's not, that's not the case at all. The, um, with those first round picks, we got good contracts out of them, long-term contracts. Uh, the only one we went all in on and to some degree for a one-year rental was, um, was Von Miller for a second and a third. Um, but other than that, it's, it's, uh, it really was all long-term stuff. Now though, if we're starting to kick the can by restructuring and signing some guys, we are, um, we are kind of pushing our chips in because those things may only be good for a year or two, uh, why we still have our core in place and then um, expect a lot of these guys to be leaving in the next, you know, one, two, three years um, with, with, you know, Stafford and Donald, you know, uh, uh, at the top of the list. Um, so, you know, Bobby Wagner and the like, so Jalen Ramsey on that list as well. So if we are pushing our chips in, which I think we will uh, for this year and potentially next year, um, you know, that it is uh, mortgaging the future at this point in time. Yeah. Okay. Hey, well, thanks for your time, Tom. It's been really helpful. And um, I'm going to have you and Paul back on uh, in a few weeks and we'll start talking NFL draft. How about that? Look forward to it. Thanks for having me. Okay, Tom. Thanks for your time. We'll, we'll see you next time. Man, those talks with Tom are so enlightening and helpful. Now, our next drop, we will have our preview of Super Bowl 57. We'll also take a look at someone else's mock draft, see how it compares with ours. And don't forget to check out the YouTube channel. We got our Rams Super Bowl quizzes dropping on a daily basis and more mock drafts to come. That's going to do it for this episode. Remember, you can reach us at ramsuppodcast at gmail.com. Visit our website at ramsup.com. And don't forget about our YouTube channel. Our handle is at laramsup.com. Till next time, keep the horns up, stay safe, and have fun out there. Music courtesy of the YouTube Audio Library. Tracks featuring Bar Crawl by Track Tribe. Buckeye Banzai by Vans in Japan and Crimson Fly by Hamahama. Hama.